Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the show. Great you've all joined us. Welcome to 30 Flirty in Paris. Is that the start? <laughs> Gather round, children. Grab your teddy and a cup of tea. Hello and welcome back to the show. Sorry, Go on, Gazer. Welcome to 30 Fernie and Perishing with radio producer and presenter Clara Kavanagh and marine biologist Sophie Lyons. Ah. It is what the Gurkies are talking about around brunch tables, smoking sections, Zara cues. Toilet cubicles. Toilet. You always forget the toilet cubicles. Ferris wheels, ice rinks. Where the Gurkies are? Dungeons. Dark Basin. Dark Basin. <laughs> so we're going to kick this week off with how we kick off every show, what we are loving and hating this week, jadoring and testing. I'm going to go first. My jador is having a glamorous little London bop. I went out last night, uh, uh, still wearing the makeup <laughs> from, from it. And we went to a number of very swanky hotel bar. Like hopping. We went to two. We ended up in this hotel, The Edition. Yeah, I've it's, definitely heard of it. Yeah, I think there's a restaurant in it called Bernard's Tavern, but it did not have a tavern vibe. It looked like the hotel from like Home Alone with the oh, massive big Christmas tree. Anyway, it's been stunning. It was, oh, it was amazing. And we were there and having a glamorous old time. These guys from San Francisco were on like a business trip, came over, the guy came over and he was English. But lived in San Francisco so long, so he had this weird hybrid accent. It was so embarrassing. And he was like, hey, can I interrupt you guys for a second? You guys are having a lovely, beautiful moment. Can I take your photo? <laughs> and we were like, do you work here? Like, what is happening? Is this like a service? paid photographers that come around. <laughs> and he took the photo. And then he was like, anyway, yeah, he started taking the photo. And then giving people like different modeling advice. I was like, what's happening? Turns out he's some like part of some billion dollar company, this air purifying thing that basically finds COVID in the air and like zaps it away. And so they're on some like business trip, you know, wedding rings might have been going in pockets. And we were like, is this how the, other the rich way? live? Because it's so not like a normal night out for me anyway. I'm usually like in a pub with a pint of Guinness in my hand, you know yourself. Yeah. <laughs> on a bar stool. On a bar stool. Bar fly. Gaz. But then anyway, we went outside for some uh, fresh air and there was a sign that said smoking area. But then on the other side, it said quiet, please. <laughs> and we just saw the smoking area sign. So And then these two guys in black tracksuits come up to us, 
And we're like, sorry, did you not see the sign? It says, quiet, please. You're being very loud. <laughs> we were like, okay. So, sorry, sorry. It was uh, like, we're outside. Why does it matter? Like, and anyway, we got chatting to them and then we were like, oh, are you staying here? And then they were like, no, we're staying. No, we stayed in one Hyde Park. So we're like, Jesus. Okay. These guys are like mega wealthy. Yeah. Then one of them was carrying this Sainsbury's bag full of protein bars. <laughs> and we were like, what is going on here? We're trying to like piece together. And we're like, oh, where are you from? And he's like, oh, I'm from Turkey, but I live in Dusseldorf. And between there and München. And we were like, what is going Where are these guys coming from? And they were like, yeah, we're going to try in here, but then we see you later. So then this henchman security detail like comes up to him. And it was like, and, and the Sainsbury's bag gets passed to the... What were those protein bars? I think it was covering. just Keithan going on the set. Or maybe it was a big bag of drugs. I was going to say, there's something in the middle of those protein bars. Yeah, but then why would they... If they're the rich guys, why, why isn't the henchman going to go fetch them their drugs? What's a henchman? Like the big beefy cake man who has a little wire in his ear and like a security detail, like a bouncer or like a, a bodyguard. <laughs> Anyway, so then we kind of like zoomed out a little bit. We're still on yours, your door. <laughs> so the bag gets passed to the security man and he goes, oh, they take a protein bar, of course, like take one. And he was like, oh, thank you, because it's leg day. It's like, oh my God. So then, then we noticed that there's these three big black, you know, those Mercedes minivans. Yeah. And I think it was all for these guys. And there was like These guys sound like they were on the set. Absolutely. Yeah, one of them, his eyes were like on stilts. Yeah, the conversation kind of broke out. But that's I, the thing about those fancy places though, is that there's weird stuff going on in them. Mm. Yeah, there's a weird underbelly. And it was also like... The groups you get in there are mm. weird. And I we couldn't... We were trying to figure it out. But like, you know the way when you go on holidays to like Spain or Italy or Greece or whatever, and you just have the mega wealthy yeah. who live in like... Monte Carlo or whatever and they are I felt like they were like old money like they didn't definitely didn't make that money themselves it was probably like dad's money or something that's the dream that's the dream <laughs> but so anyway we, we let them go we said goodbye and they kind of just like nodded us and meanwhile the security were like they're leaving <laughs> <laughs> Jesus it was just great to regale on the uh, uh, the underbelly or the glamorous belly of London, which I haven't really had a glamorous night out yet. I have. I'm sure you've had thousands. Yeah, I don't love them though. No, they're very soulless. It's like fur coat, no knickers. But literally, any time I go out on them, I'm like, I'm so glad this isn't my lifestyle. Yeah, I prefer a bit of rough and ready vibe. Yeah, because we we're and we we're drinking um, Whispering Angel. You know the rosy. Yeah, which is like my family's holy water <laughs> we drank it so much one easy, one time over lockdown and we're all just like having loads one night and we started looking it up in different languages like what like say the brand no like what whispering angel is in italian and we use google to like tell us the names spanish is the best one whispering angel angel susurrante the French is really good. That's Actually, such a lockdown box. <laughs> isn't it? And it was so funny at the time. And they were like, Angel Susurante. So that's my, that's my London box. That's Jujador. Sorry. <laughs> Let's circle back. Let's circle back. Okay, so I'm going to flip. The script. The script a little bit. So I need you to do your test. Okay. And then I'm going to. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's try something new. So just my, for this once. Oh, phew. Yeah. So my test is I had to do a first aid course last week, and 
the instructor was, you know, those really basic English men who think they're a bit cool because they have an Apple Watch and an iPhone and a MacBook and they're not afraid, and probably AirPods, and they're like not afraid to like make those products known. When I went on a date recently, he paid with his Apple Watch. I almost, I was honestly like, is it this? No, that's so. Oh my god! Just use your card or your phone. Like, are we in the year three thousand? You yeah. don't need no. No, that's terrible. No, sorry. Go on back to you. So anyway, your man and he was in his like jeans with his like trendy shoe and like jumper shirt. It was just so, and he definitely has a really quiet mute wife and like the two point five children. The only way he gets his kicks is by making weird and inappropriate jokes at a first aid course in fucking King's Cross. And <laughs> obviously, it's first aid, so you're talking about like the body and different <laughs> things. But like, he's kind of like, I'm allowed to say the word nipple, and <laughs> like. No one can give out to me. It's like how he, you could tell he was like getting his kicks. Like he wasn't sleazy or anything, but it was just like a sad, terrible little life. <laughs> I can had you the... imagine you went to work and you came home and someone, like that's the end of your day, you've done your job, whatever it is, and someone somewhere in London is coming. What a sad, miserable life. She leads sort of two point five children, you know, Apple Watch, miserable little woman. Fair, like touche, but I'm gonna keep going. And he goes, I had the f- misfortune of we had to like do the recovery position and like you had to do. I it? yeah, and I was lying on the ground. And what were you sh- wearing? Oh, so I was wearing jeans and I was a top. gonna say, did they tell you to come in gym gear? I wish they did, right? Yeah, recovery is like real hike up your leg vibe. Yeah, and then so, I, like, I didn't know when I was being called for this. I didn't know that I would end up with him putting me in the recovery position. And, like, obviously it's all very consensual. I don't people to think this, I consented to him. I consented to the miserable man. <laughs> with his sad little life. And he goes, and he, like, put me into the recovery <gasps> position. But it was kind of like, I was just like, don't. Touch me. <laughs> Touching you? Yeah, because he had to like hoist up Ew. my leg and like roll me over. The uh, only person who should do that is someone you're about to have sex with. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's get down a journey. Let me get you in the recovery. And then he put me in the recovery position. <laughs> so safe. No, and he did that. And then, so my jeans, part of my back was exposed. And then he like gets my top and like pulls it down. You're like, oh, protect your decency there, Clara. <laughs> It's like, ugh. And then he was talking about using the defibrillator. So anyway, we, we moved on. And you know the... the, the yeah. And uh, he was saying like, oh, if it's like on a man, like you make sure you don't have your jewellery. Like you pull that off and make sure not to touch his nipple or her nipple because you can burn it off. I didn't need to know what? that. Yeah. And then he goes, now it needs to be skin on skin and you need to cut the bra of a woman. So you have to... I always wondered this. Yeah, so, and she was like, it's not, again, using the dignified word, he was like, not very dignified, but you cut up, you, you expose her breasts, but you save her life. And he was like, maybe you could ask one of your people around you to provide some kind of cover before you expose her nipples. It was like, Gosh. this guy said nipples way too many times. If I woke up, though, obviously it'd be amazing if 
the defibrillator worked on you. Yeah, yeah. And if you woke up, I'd be really upset if my boobs were out. I know. Imagine coming to, oh, my decency. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. I'd be really upset now if there was people standing around me and my boobs were out. I, yeah, and then he was like, you can't do defibrillation wrong because they're already dead. So, <gasps> yeah. You just sound a bit miserable. That's a good shit test. Yeah. And to top it all off, guess what his name was. <laughs> give you one. Guess. Don't say Gary. <laughs> his name was fucking Gary. Yeah. I was like, you're supposed to no. be my brother. And look at you breaking down the family name. You fucking creep. No, he wasn't a creep. You've... Can we just acknowledge how many people have started calling you Gary socially? <laughs> I'll never be called The Clarence. amount of people being like, how's Gaz? When am I going to meet Gary? No one calls you Clara. Clara's gone. Anyone asking me who knows me properly is like, how's Gary? <laughs> or like, when are you and Gary recording? I'll never be called Clara again. It's just taken off. And I love it for you. I wonder if I could just change my handle to just at Gaz. <laughs> Gazzy Cabana. <laughs> Gazzy I wanted to change the... Flip the script. Flip the script. Okay, yes, I'm very intrigued. Because I obviously had my 30th birthday last... Last weekend. Um, And it... I'm still not 30. Just a caveat. (laughs) But I was trying to think of my Jadoras and Jadess. And the only things I could think of were... They were all Jadoras from my weekend. I swear, it actually melted my soul. Like, I don't have any Jadess. Oh, amazing. And it, you were like, flying high, though. But it was like, oh, it fed my soul. I was still so, like, high after it, but I, like, literally had the best weekend. Like, I couldn't have had a better weekend. Oh. And I was like, I can't think of Jadess. Yeah, Because I'm just filled with love and booze. <laughs> and good times. <laughs> and glug. glug. Yeah, so I can't think of one. Uh, yeah, so the whole weekend, the pinnacle was obviously the party. Yeah, we went out on Friday um, for dinner and drinks. It was, do you know what that looked like? The <laughs> rehearsal dinner. That's what it was. Yeah, that was. James called it the warm up. The warm up, yeah, it was the rehearsal dinner that I It was, mother of God. I did. I went, I would have loved if I pulled it back a bit. I got a bit too excited. Uh, well, then it's kind of good though to get that excitement out of your system. Yeah, at one point though, I was like, I don't know if I can turn this around. Like, I knew I could, but I was like, oh, I'm wrecked. And then James was steadily going downhill, and I was like, if I lose oh. James, I'll be I'll be so upset. Oh no! Because he went out on the Friday. He went out on the Thursday as well, but he, we were out on the Friday then. And he oh, was, you couldn't lose James. I know. Um, we were having. Our, he was like really croaky. And I was like, if he's not 100%, I'll honestly be really upset. But he's like, because he's, he's my... My everything. <laughs> I am so in love with him. But he's, he's my uh, counterpart. Yeah, you're a two-person per- show. Like on a night out, I would be like, I don't like when James isn't there when I'm on a night out. It's a bit lonely. Yeah, I just kind of feel a bit incomplete when he's not there. And then he was kind of steadily going a teeny bit downhill. And I was like, James, you're right. And he was like, yeah, no, I'll be fine. And then we were having drinks. And then the taxi to my birthday was like really quiet. 
And I was like, James isn't going to turn around, I don't oh, think. I didn't know this. Mm. Obviously, because it's a huge happy ending because he was oh, the belle of the because ball. Because within an hour of getting there, I turned around and he was like, hello! <laughs> and and the two of us recognised what had happened. <laughs> and I was like, welcome back! I was so, it was like a gift. James, welcome back! Hello, welcome back to the show! <laughs> You're back in the room. Yeah. Oh, what a relief! Because like any of the sorry, he was singing and dancing the whole time. And someone then, asked, "Was it his birthday?" I no, sorry, that. someone. Several people asked, <laughs> and like um, my sister, like got a cake and all these kind of things. And then James <laughs> was just holding all the materials. <laughs> like when everyone was singing "Happy Birthday," they were kind of singing it to him. Yeah. And we all sang "You Angel." That was a fitting song. Oh my god! That was a moment. It I was amazing. Yeah, there were so many videos, um, and it was so nice. I had so much fun, and loads of people were coming in, being like, "Where is Gaz?" There was a hunt for Gaz, right? And then there was a hunt for Latrine. The amount of people that yeah. came in because I we said after the Latrine episode when people were asking us who Latrine was, I was like, "Well, actually, I think it was your call." You were like, "We're not." I don't think we should reveal who Latrine is. Mm, um, guessing, and I think it was a clever move. <laughs> And people came in being like, is Latrine here? Yeah. Into the party. Um, but they're all looking for Latrine and they were looking for Gazer. Yeah. yeah no. Or I was talking to people and then they might be like, oh my God, are you Gaz? Rach yeah. said you like were like a celebrity with all the people buying you drinks. I didn't put my hand in my pocket until at least maybe I the end of the I think probably you got more drinks than me. Stop. No. Well, there was a fair, and I was like, this is so amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Felt great. People, what are you drinking? <laughs> What's Gaz's Gaza, tipples? Gaza, Gaza have a lager. Gaz's tipples. No, I was on the gins actually. There was a hunt. The hunt, the hunt for Latrine. Uh, but there was people asking me who Latrine was, and I was like, surely you should know. But I, I didn't tell people. The only um, there's only a handful of people who know who Latrine is. Maybe Latrine is gasping to be identified. P.S. Really, she's she, covered to be blown. She literally is dying to be revealed. We could have her on the pod and change her voice. I thought we could have her on and do like a Kanye West. You know, like auto-tune. Auto-tune. Yeah. I was like, oh, that'd be funny to have Latrine on. But Latrine is clamoring up the walls to be revealed. Oh my God. Maybe we should get her on for the Christmas special. Potentially. Um, But loads of people are asking for Latrine. Someone actually asked Latrine, was she Latrine? Does she reveal? I'm not sure. Oh no, she's actually pretty... She loves She's, being Latrine. But like there were so many references to the podcast. A lovely guest gave me a London tube map jigsaw. Did I not tell you this? What? Yes. What? Yes. I know. How many, how many pieces? <laughs> Was it a thousand? <laughs> no. He was like, here's, here's the present for you. A bit of a joke. And then I was like, oh, thanks. I heard it was a... The London tube map jigsaw, and I was like, "You have to be listening carefully to get that." Yeah, I'm so jealous. Why didn't you bring it? We could have done it together. I know. I brought it in my that suitcase thing. <laughs> Where's embankment? Um, <laughs> yeah, that is the who gave you that shout out. His name's Enda, but I call him Dana. <laughs> oh, it was Enda. Enda, we love Enda. We love love you, Enda. Oh, Enda. Oh, Enda. <laughs> You came and you gave me a puzzle <laughs> And I need you so badly, oh, and uh, He's gonna kick off when he hears that. He's gonna squeal. Yeah. Um, so he did that. What else? 
Yeah, we had a great night. Really good music in there. Bopping. Really good. And it's all requests. And Is it? Yeah, it's all requests. You like put it on napkins and stuff. Mm. Oh, but I just nice. felt like the night just was like a constant high like there was no highs and lows no it was, um, but I was like we were in the section that we that we were in for you and I was like surely this isn't everyone at Sophie's party but everyone had an Irish accent I was like Jesus I don't know this many people in Dublin let alone London I got an awful fright but it was such a nice group they all it was great melted myself it was a great gang and then we went back to our house after sesh yeah. there was loads of people in there and I I was buying so much Strongwell Rosé. I saw you come into the house. I converted a few people, maybe two. Where did you, Where did Gazer find it? We we got the Uber to leave us out in that high street, and then we bought booze and then brought it back. I saw you and Dana come in with big bags of booze. Big bags of Strongwell Rosé. Oh, and uh, <laughs> remember you said last week you broke your ass in California. Oh yeah. I had like a hip. Like kind of tailbone problem last year from like working on a kitchen chair. Oh. And I racked my hip and like my tailbone. Like I, it was so sore sitting on a chair. So I got like a proper work chair. And then my, the physiotherapist was like, you know, it'd be really good if you got one of those donuts to sit on. And I was like, fine. And I sensed <laughs> it through work. <laughs> and I have it on my work chair. And I, you know, when you think like you're going to have people back, you never, they always end up in bedrooms. Because oh, there's loads yeah, of different yeah, yeah. like DMCs and convos and all that kind of stuff going on. And I went into my room. There's about, my room is not big. There was about 10 people in my <laughs> room. And it only dawned on me after that someone was sitting on my donut. Oh no. I was mortified. <laughs> I was like, someone, someone knows I sit on a donut now. <laughs> and I was like, literally by a process of elimination, I was like, who was in the room at that time? On my donut. Turned out to be one of the girls' boyfriends, so it was fine. She's like, have a love sitting on that donut. Oh, grand. But okay. I was mortified. So Sorry, the best part. We have, James and I have a housemate uh, upstairs, and she came along. Where was she? She came, I think, kind of late. They came home anyway, and they, I think they went to bed. And the masochist from the foodie episode, the one who won't buy a nice coffee during the week. Oh, that fuck. <laughs> That's gonna give him a panic attack. <laughs> he went up because my friend Kira used to live up there and he hadn't registered that she didn't live there anymore because she moved home, so he hadn't registered it. And he went upstairs to use the bathroom. <laughs> he said the two girls <laughs> you know those horror movies where they spring up from a grave? He said the two of them did that like at the biggest fright and he said he was like, Oh Jesus, sorry. <laughs> And I came to Sarah's and he was like, I was after walking in and you're, you're hiking up there. And I thought it was so funny. Like, and then Latrine, I told her the next day and I was like, oh, it's so funny. He um, went up and they like strung out of bed. I'd say they were terrified. Yeah. And she's like, oh, Sophie, I can do one more. She went up and she hadn't registered that Kira didn't live there either. And she went in and she was like, oh, two people from the party have gone to sleep like silly gooses. <laughs> She went up, sat on the end of their bed like like a gremlin, and was like, ooh, sleeping. And she said, shaking them. And these girls are small, like they're really tiny. She said she was shaking them, like, ooh. Oh, she said God. they sprung up and they're in the dark again. And she said she was like, oh, I'm terribly sorry. 
And they're like, no, no, it's okay. And she was like, I'd say that's two times that's... I've heard about it. Definitely happened three or four oh, more times. They're being tortured. The next day, they were very tired. <laughs> I was talking to the next day and they were like, yeah, we're a bit tired. And I was like, no wonder you're tired. You probably got so interrupted. And also, like, the party was loud. loud. Like, they probably weren't yeah, seeing anything. Yeah, there was anyway. actually texts in the neighborhood group. And I read them going to bed. I, I was like, it was a really long text. And I, it was sending me soaring. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Like, I don't want to go outside tomorrow. But it actually turned out to be another party. And Aria yes. was loud. Isn't that so good a decoy? I remember being upstairs at one point being like, it's very loud. Because there was like several different speakers going. Yeah. Yeah, and we didn't get a complaint. It's not fucking amazing. I know. Happy days. Yeah. But it was like one of the best nights of my life. And like a few girls came over, which was so nice. Oh yeah, I'm such a happy princess. So good. And, and, still, and your brother. And my brother. Oh. David. David. And I'm still so- not 30. Woo! <laughs> Yes. On the Sunday, I was really tired, but like on the Monday and stuff, I was still like had so much like adrenaline for it, and I was just like I couldn't complete any tasks. Uh, we were texting, and you were almost like in a hot air balloon. You couldn't really <laughs> focus. I was like, "What do you think about this?" And you were like, "I'm amazing. The world is great." Wow! It, oh wow! Wow! It, but like, it, it 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 like filled up myself for a it while. It was trying to herd cats. I was like, can we yeah. focus on this one time? It just made no. me so high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were on it, a high. Yeah, it just made me so high. But I couldn't complete any basic task. <laughs> I'd start and then couldn't do it, and I was trying to read something, and then I'd forget where I was reading. Like it was really bad. And I was in the office then on Tuesday, and I was still kind of in that mindset. And I met um a guy at the weekend, and he messaged me and he was like oh like how was your night out blah blah blah. and then he was like oh do you want to get like dinner or drinks and I was like yeah grand sounds good I'm not like super like "Ah," about it like I was just like yeah grand whatever and I I messaged him and it was like an hour later I was like yeah grand and it got an hour later and then I went to message my sister to tell her in the office and I was on my phone and I, 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 cl- I clearly, like, I was still so amped oh, no. from myself a weekend that I went to message her and I go, um, here, your man from the weekend is asking me on a date and, like, I'm really not into him, but, like, I think he has, like, some money, so I think it'd be a really nice date. And I press send and I was like, oh, Rachel, I think this is hilarious. I look up to the top of my screen oh, and no. it doesn't say Rachel. Rachel. It was him. Oh my god. The second Did he see it? The second I did it, I was like, you know when your heart drops out your bum. And I was like, imagine getting that text. Like I'm really not into him, but like I think he has a good job. So like I think the date would be really good. And I was like, oh fuck. And I was in the office and I was like, oh my god. And then I pressed delete. But I was like, that's gonna come up on his home screen. I wasn't having as big of a panic attack because I'm not so into him. It, I, that would hurt my feelings if I saw that. Mm. So I deleted it. So I decided the best strategy in my high mind <laughs> was to keep typing. <laughs> keep keep you going. Keep your fingers moving and move it along. Because if I said nothing and then there was deleted messages, that would have looked worse. So my, my fast fingers. <laughs> I was like, oh, by the way, um, your friend there on in the bar was so nice. Uh, I don't know what I said. And I did a few and then I left it. And I was like, if I liked this guy, I would be up Oh, in, spiraling. Uh, yeah. It, I would have had to leave work. 
Yeah. Like, I would have had to leave her. And it was a few hours later then. And he wrote back and was like, oh, yeah, he's so nice. He blah, blah. He didn't see. Oh, my God. But I haven't done that in so long. Like, I think the last time I did that was maybe when I was, like, 17. I remember exactly who I did it to. Oh. You remember, like, it's so easy to do. It's so easy. But and the, so mindless. But the language, like... Oh, my God, it you're was, so lucky. You I know. Say. It was just from having such a... I was on... I couldn't complete any tasks. Oh, my God. I know. That Although, so imagine funny. he did see it. And just pretended that he didn't. Yeah, and then he'll ambush me on the date. You could get ambushed. Don't tell me that. It might happen. Don't threaten me. <laughs> on my own podcast. <laughs> this is my podcast. Whoa, that is oh, so Oh, anyone bad. I told was like, Sophie, you didn't do that. As well, because it's just like, it's not only the, it's just the content was... Yeah, I'm really not into him, but like, I think he's so wealthy. Like, but like that's the kind of private stuff you say to your sister because you know you won't be judged. That's the stuff you say in in Confidence. bog toilets, in bob cubicles, like what the girlies are talking about. You do not say that in public. No, like everyone thinks it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you'd be like, "I'll be really nice date." He could charm the pants off you though. Yeah, that's what one of the girls said. She was like, "I feel like you'll be like sold by the end of it," but like very organized. Like message me yesterday organizing it. But that's what you want, and you also want lock like it in. A... Sorry, actually, ten points to him for his, the way he's done it. Yeah, struck fast, like got my number, struck fast, and like wasn't faffing around with a load of chat because I do not need another <laughs> fucking pen pal. No, 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 I'm sick of it. I have too many WhatsApps as it is. Like WhatsApp's exhausting it to is. keep up with. I, it's, it's tiring. It's tiring, and I don't need another one. Yeah, Unless I'm like so into it. You know when you're like so into someone you love messaging them. But I don't need it. And he no. locked it in so fast. And he was like amazing. And then got on to me yesterday. He's like I booked this by 7.30. He's like it's really close to your house. Does that work for you? Or what direction are you coming in from work? Isn't that so thoughtful? I know. And the restaurants were really nice. That's so. Like you want someone who like takes the reins. And is like this is our plan. Yeah. This is what oh we're doing. fuck. I don't want someone who's. I don't mind. Where, do, you where want do you want to go? Uh, yeah. Ick. Yeah, like just take control. Be sexy and take control. And but you're being treated like the okay. You and your sister have not an awful habit, an, an amazing habit. I use awful in the opposite way of being treated like absolute queens on dates. Yeah, Rachel got like what a seaside picnic. Remember that lockdown date she went on. Oh my god, that was like something out of a storybook. That was like, if that had followed through... That would have been the... Spot where they get married. <laughs> oh, they, they, yeah. There would have been a bench erected to that date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they passed away. <laughs> <laughs> we had a really nice picnic here. He brought me a selection of wines, cheeses and beers. And avoca treats. Avoca treats. treats. And he was like, I don't know what you like. So I got you at basically like 45 pies. Yeah. And then remember the other date where what it was, was like, the other date? it was during lockdown and they were had to have a Zoom date and he sent her cocktails to her house so she could enjoy it. That was a different one. Sorry. Different oh, sorry. Guy. You're saying we get treated. Yeah. Different guy, but same amazing standard of date. Yeah. Here's some cocktails to enjoy while we converse over a digital screen. <laughs> I can't tell you the amount of shit dates I've been on where I have what vibe are you giving out I once went on a date with a guy who couldn't stop going to the toilet uh, slagged me for wearing all black thought I was Vogue Williams then uh, gave me a tour of his snapchat and then asked to see mine and then he goes 
and, and mine was just sort of like a family holiday in Paris. And he was like, oh, well, we can't win them all. <laughs> then the conversation completely died. And I was like, you haven't asked me one question, pal. I'm going to wait till you ask me a question. I need to stop <laughs> snorting. Someone, someone wrote to me the other day and I just heard you snort. I snort as well, though, so it could be me. But then he got, and I was like, I'm not going to ask this fucking joker one question. Because he has one more question. <laughs> Let's play a game. And then, so then it went silent, right? I was like, I'm not asking this fucking schmuck a question until he asks me one. Because he'll ask you anything. He hasn't asked me one question. Yeah, and, mother of God. It's such a bad trait. Yeah, and then this was like three hours into the date. And we were in that place, you know, um, O'Brien's. And it's on that corner where Leeson's, Leeson Street Bridge goes into... Donnybrook so there's that weird bend yeah. of the road it kind of goes straight hard left hard right yeah. and we were sitting out there in silence and a bus a taxi and a car all did the turn 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 all at the same time and I was like isn't it a fucking wonder that cars and buses don't slam into each other I hate taking that corner and he was like well I guess of course you would though and I was like what do you mean and he was like and he inhaled in a cigarette and goes woman driver and I was like are you fucking kidding me I am a proud penalty point free driver 10 years no claim bonus I don't need some fucking stranger with a bladder problem telling me that I'm a shit driver so then and I was like I'm out of here I flagged down a taxi and I was like alright that is to meet. very R-E-S-P-E-C-T and guess what Taxi pulls in and a woman driver. <laughs> yes. And I was like, Yes, yes. And I was like, Fuck you. I didn't say fuck you, but in my head I was like, You fucking piece of shit. Got into the car and I, was, <gasps> I said something like, Ah, she'll take me home. And I left. <laughs> that sounds catastrophic. See, bad day, bad day. And in fucking O'Brien's. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, I do have some really good experiences. Like, I, I just don't think I'm giving out a... Maybe I'm not giving out, like, a glamorous vibe. Oh, do you think that's what it is? Well, or, or it's just kind of like a... You know your standards, and they're met. Whereas, maybe I'm a bit like, I don't know my standards. But then they're not met with the personality, usually. Oh, look, it's a start. You could end yeah. up on a shit no, date being called the, Vogue Williams. One of the you, ones... Do you think you're famous? He said that. Who said that? You're fucked tits. <laughs> <laughs> No. Who fucked his ass? You're mine. So riled up. <laughs> You're mad, the woman driver fuck. He said what? He said, Oh, are you wearing all black because you think you're famous? Do you think you're Vogue Williams or something? I use this line and I have to say it works very well. Give it to me. If someone says something to you that even has an ounce of a glimmer of a speck of something that you don't like the way they're talking to you. Oh, okay. Give it to me. All you have to, all I say is, and it really does work. And in this town, don't talk to me like that. Okay. And it works every time. Okay. I'm kind of annoyed I gave that away. It works <laughs> every time. Because you can kind of say it in a jest way. I like that. Yeah. So like, don't setting- talk to me like that. You're setting the bar. Yeah, don't, but standard. don't talk to me like that. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's right. I think it wrong. weeds out, like, weasels as well. Because, like, if guys respond well to it, you're like, oh, at least they're... They can handle it. Or if they're a little shit, they'll cower away. Yeah. 
I find it works really well. Don't talk to me like that. But don't, like. How dare you? Yeah. Don't talk to me like that. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> don't. I met a guy out recently. We were kissing. Kissing? We were kissing. And then he was like, um, oh, will you give me head? And like, I had just met him. And I was like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. But I pushed <laughs> him away and I was like, excuse me. And he was like, what? And I was like, did you actually just ask me to give you heads when I met you like five hours ago? And he was like, what? And I was like, did you ask me that? And then he was like, um, oh, and I was like, you have a single mother. Because <laughs> he told me earlier he has a single mother. And I was like, you come from a single mother household and you're asking me to give you head after five hours. Is that what I'm hearing? And oh my God, he was terrified. And that kind of scenario has happened a few times recently. And it's my favorite part of the night. To push them away and go, excuse me, don't talk to me like that. Mm. Do I look like the kind Do of girl? Do I look like the kind of girl? Like, I love doing it. But it sets you on such a, like, pedestal. And then they're probably like, bah, 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 bah. No, He was you like, don't. you're making me feel really bad now. And I was like, you should feel bad. That's disgusting. Imagine someone asked, not your mum, but imagine someone said that's your sister or something. Do you it's know? terrible. I know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Anyway, sorry. So, my birthday. Yes. I was saying, like, I'm 29, I'm almost 30. And it's really nice to be, like, at the end of my 20s. Mm. And kind of be on the other side. Because I'm very, very content. Yeah. Like, I'm really happy. Mm-hmm. Like, content, Bob. <laughs> and do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was saying, like, your 20s are, like, you learn loads of stuff about yourself and you come out the other side mm-hmm. with all these new, all these, like, lessons. And, and like... Yeah, outlooks. Yeah. And that's what spurred on our conversation today. Uh, yeah, because I think you begin... At the beginning, it's funny, I can't really remember, like, the what I was even going through in my little pea brain at the beginning of my 20s. Comparison to what's going on, you learn so much that by the end of your 20s, you've learned the lessons. And your 30s are for probably relearning some lessons. But yeah. you're, I think you're so much more confident and more, like, self-assured. You don't, you're not people-pleasing. You're not afraid to say no. You just, you're a bit more established in... Who you are as a person. In yourself. In yourself. Yeah. 
it may be in your career, maybe not. That really applies to one one of us more than it does the other. But you, I think you're more taken more seriously, but in a very grounded, like your foundations are set. Exactly. What are some of the things that stand out to you that you learnt in your 20s? So there's a few. The first one is really profound. Life gives you lessons. <laughs> hold, hold your pause. My lessons are different to your lessons. Much like every lessons are different. So your lesson could be that you always go for like bad boys. Okay. But life will keep giving you the lesson until you learn it. So your bad boy could walk in in another pair of pants, another cool hat, <laughs> funky hat. But it's the universe testing you to make you learn your standards. Oh. So it'll go to order for you to like, I don't know, evolve as a human. You need to learn that you need to be treated with like respect or you need to stand stop, up for yourself stand up for yourself know your value know your value and make your value known to your partner and like not to be treated like crap yes blah blah that's clearly a lesson you don't need to learn given your two previous stories but it was definitely a lesson that I needed to learn but like everyone's lessons are different but you will keep getting the same lesson until you learn it and then when you learn it you yeah. pass to the next le- you advance to the next level <laughs> And then, but there'll always be, there'll always be lessons, but some are bigger than others. And so, and then when you pass it, you get a little reward. Put it this way. That guy, the guy with the tube puzzle, the guy who was puzzle I ruined and he goes to me. And then four months later, he sends me a text. That's a red flag. You should not text back to the guy who ghosted you and to a 4am text message. Yeah. I disengaged. The ghosty became the ghost. Would old Clara have written back? A hundred percent. Would have Really? Because you're like, like oh, I just my, wanna... This is a test and I need to pass this test in order to advance to the next level. And then, <laughs> then there was the boner guy. Obviously you need to steer well clear him. So test, test, test. No, no, no. And then I met Mick. There's my lesson. Don't put up with shit. Don't. Don't talk to me like that. Don't <laughs> fucking talk to me like that. I need to learn that. And then also like, there were so many traits of like my ex-boyfriend in those guys that I was dating. So it's like, there he is again. There he is again. And then I was like, no, but no, no, no. Oh my God. I love that. So if you look at things. In a, like, in the series, like all together. What is it trying to teach me? <gasps> What? Oh my god, the hottie from last night just texted me. <laughs> what did she say? Well, hello there. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Is that it? I'm assuming he's still typing, oh, but I'm yeah. not going to open it. Wait, backstory of this guy again? Uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's really hot. Oh, he's the guy who was like, I can't come west because I'm in. Yeah, and he was wearing... Did you score him, yeah? No, I got rushed away. My heart is beating fast <laughs> he's so hot is he good crack yeah irish oh god my heart's racing like that he can't just say hello honey he, must he goes well hello there and then he goes this is a very funny thread Which, or is conversation maybe messages? i don't know i don't want to open it yeah i was he's messaging me last night oh. but i thought that was the end of it no you what don't a way to cure my soul <laughs> on a hangover on a sunday and that's a treat <laughs> For the lesson I have learned. Yes. Oh, this, this, is, 
Sorry, can I change my shitest to this stupid little bug? He comes around. I actually, he's fucking following me. I hate him. And I, I've tried to kill him so many times. Will I text the Holly back? I think, yeah, this is all getting included. Oh. <laughs> he's so hot. On, I saved him as hottie. I think also one of the things, like my big things from coming out of my 20s mm. is learning throughout your 20s what works for you in every aspect. Okay, elaborate. So, you know when you're, for girls, you know when you start wearing makeup, you're probably like, what, 14? They're probably younger now, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Everyone would buy the same foundation. Oh my God, sun Mac's, shimmer. It was Mac, Mac NC... 20 studio 25. fix. yeah, yeah, yeah. Studio fix in the glass bottle. Everyone had it. And you would probably get the same shade as everyone. <laughs> Regardless. Regardless of, of your, your skin, skin tone. And you just do it because you're like, oh, that's the makeup. And you, I think you do that with everything. Like hair. If you naturally have curly hair and people have straight hair, people are straightening their hair, then you do that. Mm. I'm talking about this like regardless of products, but I think products is a good one. Mm-hmm. And like your, even your diet, like what you eat every day and like yeah. when you need to eat. And you know, if you're going on a night out, you have to have dinner before you go out because otherwise at 11 o'clock you'll get really hungry. You learn those things throughout your 20s. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a stupid example. But you know what works for your body and for your like for to keep your stamina you know what to do at the end of your 20s yeah. i think most of the time oh you know like your rhythms yeah or and like you know your... what to do what works for you so you know like you need eight hours sleep whereas yes. someone else can have six mm. or you know like you don't work well in the morning or yes or, you know or, or just th- i know i can't drink white wine exactly it doesn't but work for me. learning those things is it, it's like kind of baffling when you're learning it but you're getting to know yourself you're kind of like in a way in a sense <laughs> you're you're you but then there's you're getting to know yourself so it's kind of like two people so you're oh learning. my god that is selfful yes so you're getting to know what's already there yeah it's just the the other part of you yeah your soul yeah, your soul. Your you soul. and your soul, that's it, it. You're getting to learn, like getting to know each other. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Going like, I need eight hours of sleep. I don't need white wine. Or I know if I'm going to a festival on Sunday, I know, or whatever, Saturday, I know to book the Monday off because I'll be dead. Whereas loads of people can go into work. But that kind of stuff. And you figure out what works for you. And I really like being at the end of my 20s and knowing what works for me yeah. most of the time. 100%. I think sorry to add on to that your 20s i think you're you're getting to know yourself but you're also getting to love yourself i don't think i took me all my 20s to kind of well, to wait like 27 28 to actually really like like who i was and i feel like that's probably one of my lessons i felt like oh, i don't know my beginning of my 20s i was very like vacant and being like i'm like, what was i doing like was i having a good time i don't know just kind of going through the motions of like college or whatever and then as your 20s kind of arch over, you're like, oh, wait, I actually really feel like I'm like rejecting part of myself. And you're like, why am I? I'm great. I love myself. And you know what I also think is lovely? When you reach the end of your 20s, I think the friends that you make along the way make you like yourself more. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because they, like, the ones you make later. Because I think the ones you know when you're younger, like, they, they do appreciate you. Sorry. But, like, you know when you meet a friend when you're in your 20s? But you're, you're on a different vibe, yeah. But you're also kind of like, oh, you were missing. You were missing from me. And so you kind of have more of appreciation for each other than your older friends because you've always been there. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Is that how you feel about Latrine? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Latrine. We say it to each other all the time. Oh. She said the nicest thing to me. Go on. She said, your life's a jigsaw, basically. And you start off with a few pieces missing. And along the way, you fill up the jigsaw with different pieces. Latrine. And Latrine said I was at peace. Oh. Does that not make your heart melt? Why are singing? Is she? Oh, yeah. What I love Latrine. Latrine. I know. You're always right. So that's Latrine's <laughs> always right. Isn't that so sweet? What a sweetie pie. Yeah, but I think my friends that I've made in my 20s, I'm like, when you're developing... You realise what you want in your friends and, yes. and in guys and mm-hmm. in all that kind of stuff. So when you get into your 20s and you start meeting these people that are like f- filling those gaps of what you want for to be like happy and mm. content in your like friend circles. Yeah. And your friends get distilled down. So you get the exact like potent version of all the friends you want in your life. And the other ones that aren't great all just kind of like sift away I have another one that really I think you'll really get this okay I think at the latter half of your 20s it's very very clear that there's two routes people will take right and it's the spenders and the savers oh it's People start making a decision towards kind of 26, 27. Yes. That they want a mortgage by 29, 30. Or they want to go on a really good holiday and good festivals and they'll continue renting. And like, I think majority of people in London are like that. They're the, the, spenders. <laughs> the spenders. Yeah. Because they just, that's, that's kind of what you're doing in London, really. Like yeah, you're yeah, not, yeah. you're not saving in London. No. Um. And I think it's like two very, very different groups. And even like nights out and stuff. They don't, you know, they wouldn't be putting a lot of energy into nights out or going to like random That's so true. And like, it's something that I noticed. I I obviously wasn't aware that I was the spender. I was like, how come everyone else is getting deposits for houses or like can afford this, that and the other? And I was like, oh yeah, because they've actually chosen good salary jobs and they don't go out in the piss. But also, even if they're not on like that good of a salary, I think you can literally pick out the people who want to do that pretty, like around 26, 27. Yeah, yeah. That's when the th- stuff starts... That's when stuff got... <laughs> that's when stuff starts getting really serious. If you wanted to, yeah. If you're a saver. Or it can, when stuff can start getting real fun if you're a spender. Yeah, like... Because we're going to beat the- I... <laughs> As in, like, I have no interest in getting a mortgage. That wouldn't or, even No, come. what about a pension? <laughs> oh. I have to out of my pension. <laughs> I need that money for Rosie. Literally, someone was like to me, you are so silly opting out of your pension. I was like, why on earth would you opt into something that they tax you on for saving your own money? And I was like, why don't you just put it away yourself? And whoever I said it to was like, 
That's actually a really good point. I, I don't understand the point of them. But like, it's just, I think Spenders and Savers, um, that's a big one for me. That's a, cre- yeah, I, and I think I noticed that way too late and I was like, I think I should have gotten a serious job a while ago, whoops. So one massive lesson I learned, especially in a previous relationship, was listen to your gut. And I know that's on every bloody bumper sticker in the country, but it's so, tr- it's like the whispers Someone asked me, it was like, what does listening to your gut mean? And I was like, the person who asked me is so in tune with their gut that, that it just like, she doesn't even know what it is because she just operates through her gut. She's like, what is it? I was like, that's just every day in the life of you. Okay. Whereas me, I'm like, my gut would be whispering away, you know, in the back of your mind the whole time. And I'm like, la, 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 la. I'm not listening. And like, sometimes you kind of like, you have to check in with yourself to be like, oh, okay, am I actually listening to my gut? Or like, what is this like background chatter trying to tell me? Yeah. And I just think listening to your gut is important. Do you listen to your gut more now and you're trying, you're like, you're sad. I'm really, really trying. I'm still learning that. Yeah, but sometimes when I test things, I'm like, oh, mate, my gut's telling me to do this and then I'll be wrong. So then I don't trust it. But you trust yours too much. Or I think I, tr- I think I go with my gut too much. How like, is that a bad thing? Yeah, I feel like I go with my gut too much sometimes where I should be a bit softer probably. Melty. Yeah, I feel like I'm on like a therapist's couch. (laughs) Yeah, we're also in Gaz's gaff. But stemming on from that, right? I find a big thing listening not only to your gut, but also to your body. Because I just think as women, from like a how we're judged or how we're perceived or how we benchmark each other is a lot to do with like our body and how we look, be it makeup, face, weight, whatever. And I think I definitely grew up in a generation where it was all about how you looked and like who was the skinniest and who was this. And then if you're not at that level, you just beat yourself up over it. And it's like another, you know, like a where you think you should be and, you know, it's your whole worth is tied up and whatever. But I think you need to make peace with your body. Your body keeps you alive. It lets you go on the set. Your body is a gift. Your body is a fucking gift. It, is. it climbs you upstairs. It bounces you around on a dance floor. It holds your boobs. It holds your <laughs> bosoms. <laughs> it does so much for you. And you it have does. to listen to it. If like sometimes when I'm in a supermarket, I'm like, oh, you should get a salad. And then my body's like, no, I really feel like potatoes or chickpeas or you know, and then I feel like when you're more in tune with your body. You're working more in tandem with it. Whereas if you're giving out to yourself and you're like, oh, I ate too many corn nuggies last night. I have to go to the gym, but you don't want to go to the gym. Like you actually have to like do what you want to do. And then when you're kind of listening to your body and like more in tune with it, then it kind of gives you what you want. If that makes sense. Wow. Is that a bit too woo woo? No, I think that's great. But I think I do that. What do you mean? Give your body what it wants? No, I think I do the opposite. Yeah, maybe you do. I don't know if you do. Yeah. But if if you're like mean to your body, then I think it gets like, not bigger, but you get more ailments. Because your body's like, you're not listening to me. Hello. It's me. And I think us as women, maybe it's more applicable to women than it is to our lads listeners. Oi, 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 oi. Can we actually just stop? I've been getting some... A lot of feedback from guys. From the lads, and lads, lads. Boys, thank you so much for giving us your ears. You feel seen. <laughs> I feel heard. Not seen. It's a podcast. <laughs> I feel 
fucking heard, lads. I feel, and I'm delighted to have you with And us. they're like, not all gay. <laughs> no. Like, there's a, a lot of straight. Like, a, a, a weird amount. And, a yeah, surprising I, amount. I was expecting us to just have a load of fabulous huns. I thought it was going to be a surplus of fabulous huns. Yeah, yeah. But we've loads of boys. Caveat. I took this from the, on the ACAST platform. And you can see your, where your reach is. Yeah. And like, there's some unreal ones, like hilarious ones as well. Obviously, we've got loads from um, Ireland and UK and they're actually balanced. Oh. Yeah. Which I loved. This is, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, Sophie is our figures woman and I call her Alan from The Hangover. So, and I usually get, my mornings are usually a briefing from Alan. <laughs> giving me the lowdown I on the latest I literally wake up and go and look at the figures. And then I and send them over to Gaz. <laughs> for a for, for, for a quick debrief before she starts her day. It's my favourite way to Oh, but I love out. waking up to do it. It's part of my routine. It's though. part of my soul. <laughs> um, Go on anyway. United States is another big one. Um, New Zealand. Uh, that's roommate Sophie. Okay. She sent her pass. Australia, I know who a good few of those are. Oh yeah, a few cousins. Yeah. You know oh. about of Emirates. That, oh, now that's Niki. Niki, my friend. That's a Niki. That's a Niki. Hi, Niki. Spain. I definitely know someone in Spain. Hang on. I've, my friend, Keith, he's a lad. He's definitely a listener. Is he single? Yeah. Hi, Keith. Hey, Keith. Belgium. France. Romania. Rome- hey, Romania. And Russia. I don't know anyone in Russia. Hello and welcome. Please... Welcome. <laughs> Welcome in. Bienvenue. Can't meet a fudge. Hello. <laughs> bon, bonjour. What's welcome in Spanish? Bienvenido. <laughs> Vamos a ver. Now, sorry, I'm going to text this hottie back while we go back to what we were talking about. Oh, I think like what you were saying about listen to your body and your body will thank you and stuff like that. I think you were saying about like your looks and stuff. Mm. And I think towards like definitely like the latter half of my 20s. But you know when you're younger, people's like mums and stuff will pick up on something that's so gorgeous about someone. Like physically. Mm. And you don't see it at that age. Because you're like, uh, like I remember when I was younger, like I quite large lips. And that wasn't a thing when when we were younger. Like, it yeah. only became a thing with Kylie Jenner. Yeah. It did. And I remember when I was younger being like, I really don't like them. Like, they're big and they're mm. like, yeah. They're juicy and pouty. Yeah. And I didn't want to be a juicy and pouty eight-year-old. <laughs> but people's mums would always say it. But oh. girls our age, because we were like 10 or 12, like, you don't notice that kind of stuff. That's, mm. that's great. And now, like, they're one of my favourite features. Of Megan Fox's visage. Of Megan Fox's artillery. <laughs> <laughs> They're my best. <laughs> but like time. as in, I think when you go through your 20s, you start like appreciating what you like about yourself. <laughs> don't necessarily recognize it when you're younger. No, you don't. Because you want to like conform. Whereas when you get older, it's your defining feature. It's like straight hair. Oh, yeah. Everyone wanted straight hair. Yeah. Now it's all about the vibe. And now there's all these gorgeous curly bits going on. Um, and I think like you get more comfortable with your looks. And you In start appreciating skin. what you actually thought was really... Yeah. That you really didn't like. You're reclaiming your lips. Yeah. <sighs> Just that sounded a bit gross.
What am I replying to? Oh yeah. Um, Will I just say we're hilarious? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. We're hilarious. I say how was your day? Yeah. Um, I think my favourite thing about my 20s mm. was like being content in the decision to just do my own thing. Yes, bitch. I think loads of people, even in your, even in like, like 30s, some, you can, some people still feel like the need to keep up with appearances and they're so focused on, you know what I mean? Like on what everyone else is doing and they want to hit all these marks mm. of stuff. And I, I think that's like my favorite thing about my 20s that I was really happy mm. in my ability to just do my own thing and not really be looking around and. Stay in your lane. Yes, yeah, it's your lane. lane. It's your lane. Don't be looking at, at what your co-competitor is doing. No. Your race partner. What's the point? Why are you judging yourself or measuring yourself up against somebody who's at a totally different point in their life? Also, they're just a different person. Altogether. Like, they're not you. Only you are you. Only you are you. Are we talking like hippy-dippy... Woo 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 moon shotney <laughs> moon shotney vibe. We really are. We're going mech. Um. Yeah, I think that's probably my favorite thing about my twenties. Mm. Is that like I'm I'm content in doing my own thing. Yes, and not worrying about other people. No, like what's the point? With age comes confidence in like the security of like no, these are my decisions and I'm sticking by them. But I still think like you know like even people like. Our parents' age, you there's still those people who are constantly looking around, mm. and I'm like, you're in your sixties and you're still looking around, being like, I want to do like a sheet of that. Mm. Yeah, you're not focusing on yourself. It's more like how but you that's think a you're. Ra- per- that's a rat race. Yeah, that's how you think you're perceived rather than. But what's the point? Like, when are you, you get- happy? Yeah, I like I'm like that now at the end of my twenties. But imagine getting to into your sixties and still. Be looking around at every Tom, Dick and Harry being mm. like, I saw they did that. That restaurant, they went to that restaurant. She got that new bag. They went to this hotel or they went to this resort. Yeah. Doing it all the time. That uh, is a waste of soul. And life. Yes. A waste. A waste. However, you do have to have those people to have the people that don't do that. Does that make any sense? Start from the Someone top. once said to me, and I thought it was an amazing thing to say. They're like, but you have to have the boring people have the fun people ah yeah yeah perspective yeah it's a balance that is so true though because like if life is a lesson or you're given all these different lessons it's up to you if you want to learn them so you can coast from 30 to 60 not learning any lessons and and i think life is in a sense a journey and it's how you kind of go on the road and what you how you evolve because like everyone has a talent everyone's good at something and life's about figuring out what you're good at, what you like. It's like a discovery journey rather than... This is like going <laughs> to a gospel mass. Gospel according to Gary. It's the gospel according to Gary. Gas. That yes. was... You could do... <laughs> speaking in a parish with your hands up. I mean, robe I'm... on. Just... <laughs> But just preaching. I feel like I'm, I might be speaking in tongues. Like, that's weird. But what you just said there was gorgeous. <laughs> but I do think, like, it's just made figuring out. It's just discovery. So I think 
it's up to you whether you want to discover. <laughs> oh my gosh! Where's my parish? You are a minister of, <laughs> yeah. of the parish. To finish off, right, from a dating perspective, and we talked about this in episode one, a lovely like mindset change is, you know, if you're single out there looking for love, the mindset change of they're they're trying to find you as much as you're trying to find them. I remember you said that, yeah. He's on his way. She's on his way. They're on their way. Whoever you're looking for, they're on their way. And I feel like that's a lovely mindset and you can apply to absolutely everything like my delivery is on its way, whatever. But I just think it's a lovely way to reframe that it's like two people, two kind of like magnets or like two things trying to find each other rather than where are they? Where are they? Why aren't they here? I should have it. I should have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. Yes. But I also think that like you need to really feel, enjoy your alone time now because you oh, will God, never, yeah, you'll never get it back. You'll never get it back because if you meet someone, then your alone time's gone. You move in. No more alone time. And then if you have children, forget it. So enjoy this time now. Yeah, like lap it up. Lap it up because you will never, if you meet your soulmate tomorrow, you'll never get it again. And you have to feel really, really grateful for this time because you'll never get it again. And obviously it's life is great, especially when you share it with someone and it's a whole new chapter. But like you live your life as you and it's like as we said like the relationship like between yourself and your soul. So this is very treasure time. Oh my god. <laughs> you're making me want to cry. But I yeah know I'm hungover, but you're making me want to cry. God, thank you. Because you know, um there is a category of girls and guys. I think guys are just as would you say culpable, maybe? Mm. That can't be allowed. Oh no. From the get go, since maybe when they hit fifteen, sixteen, they yeah. just can't bear it. No, no, And no. I actually know a lot of guys who are like that. Mm-hmm. Who like they'll end long-term relationships and then jump right into another one. And they just can't bear it. Yeah. And I think there is something so uh, precious about girls and guys mm-hmm. who are like, no, I'm fine alone until I find someone I really, really like. Like I yeah, don't yeah. need someone to fill a space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do you know? And it, But appreciate and savour or acknowledge the importance of that alone time. Because it's yours. It's yours. <laughs> it's nobody else's. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You're not answering to anybody. And you have to be really grateful about that because it's a precious thing and it's time limited. Because your fella, your girlfriend, your ma, they're on their way. So enjoy the time now because it's precious. Now, to finish off, right? I told probably every second girl at your 30th this and I'll, I'll I, I need to sing it from more rafters so this is a tip I'm going to teach you I'm sure I've said this actually I don't know if I have forgive me if I have I learned it on first dates from this chummy little posho British man who was really weird and sleazy but it's a tip I'll never forget it actually made it onto the daily mail <laughs> okay so if you're on a date and you're really vibing with the person and you want you really want to kiss them, but you don't really know how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach you a trick. Subscribe now, five ninety nine. <laughs> a little trick to make literally moths to a flame. So <laughs> your mouth is like hanging open. So if you really want someone to kiss you, you go left eye, right eye, mouth, left eye, right eye, mouth, and just keep looking. I think I do that anyway. 
Well, that must be why you're getting loads of scores recently, right? It's called the Golden Triangle. I've named it the Golden Triangle, right? And you do that and you keep looking and you're listening to them. You're like, ha ha ha, that's such a funny joke. Right, I left eye mouth. Right, I left. And you keep doing it. Honestly, it's like moth to a flame. It's like magnet. I did it on my first date with my boyfriend and mid-sentence we started scoring. Mid-sentence. I've done it with everyone who I've scored in the last, like, since I learned the trick. You're reeling them in like a fisherman. Because I really like when you're talking and guys like look at you and then they look at your mouth. Mm. Like I really like that. Yeah. Um, right eye, left eye, mouth. And do that and honestly mid-sentence. And just remember though, with great power comes great responsibility. Because if you do somebody you don't score, well, I can't help you. You better make your exit soon. Because you've got some man slobbering all over you. So just don't do it by mistake. Or don't do it to like a friend. And then be like, why is my friend kissing me? It's like a primitive thing. Is it? Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on class and my journey down Soul Lane this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you too have had some lovely lessons in your 20s. Epiphanies. Epiphany bops. <laughs> um, I'm just waiting on this hottie to text me back. I so know. So maybe we'll follow up with that next week. Please, please. Yeah. He's maybe. very hot. What if you hang on, if, we, if you go on your date on Tuesday, and then what if you get another day? So have a, a big report for us, Alan. That's There'll be a lot mean. of briefs flying There'll over now. Paperwork. I'll be waking you up at all hours <laughs> and stats. Um, but okay. we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. We also want to say um, thank you very much to everyone who's sending such nice messages to us. You're all darlings. Yeah, Love it's it. really sweet. It's really nice to know that people like it. And that it just perks up a day. Like, it's just compliments galore. It's amazing. Yeah, it does. I love that it's on a Tuesday because oh. Tuesdays are kind of mundane. Yeah. They're really, like, they're not anything. They're not the start of the week. They're not the middle. They're February. Are you? <laughs> Honestly, you have turned into a reverend today. <laughs> the blessed be God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank so you thank listening. you very much and thanks for sending it on to um, your friends and sending it to people in different countries. Sharing it into your parish. Thank you, Romania. <laughs> thank Russia. you, Ukraine. <laughs> and please rate, review... What is it? And if you... <laughs> <laughs> Do something about subscribing. Rate... <laughs> It's actually better. Just do something with the subscribing button and, um, and continue to share it. And thanks so much for all your delicious messages. They fill our souls. They fill our soul, man. Da 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 da. I'm a soul man. Da 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 da. Ooh ooh. So then, yeah, cheerio. Ta-ra. Toodle pips. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. 
Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 